Good morning, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Wisdom Awakening. I'm your host, Bishop E.W. Jackson. Great to be with you again this morning. I want to get into the word early this morning. This is Friday, and I want to remind you that Friday is First Amendment Friday on my radio program. That's the day I try to take as many calls as I can right after the first segment. When I introduce, I try to come right back to the next segment and start taking your telephone calls. So if you want to talk to me, I often get calls. People say, I've been trying to get through for a long time. Uh, Fridays are a great time to do that because I'm taking more calls on Friday than I do on any other day. I want to remind you also that we are holding the Martin Luther King Leadership Breakfast on January 17th, 10 a.m. at the Chesapeake Marriott. And we had to skip last year. We did the breakfast, but only the ceremony. We didn't have any guests. We didn't serve any breakfast, but we did the ceremony. We gave our scholarships to our young people. Uh, we put out um, uh, marketing information about the people supporting it and who we were honoring and all of that, but we were not able to hold the breakfast itself. This time, we're back to holding the breakfast, and I hope you'll come. A mask are optional. If you want to wear a mask, feel free to do that. But we, we, I, I happen to believe that each individual can make that decision for his or herself. Um, and so we're, we're looking to have a great time that we average between three and 400 people coming to this breakfast. And we're hoping to get back to, to our usual numbers and maybe even have more, uh, because I think people are just tired of being told you can't do this. You can't do that. You can't go here. You can't go there. This is locked down. That's locked down. You can't get in. Oh, I think people have had it. So I'm looking forward to seeing you there. Uh, if you can't, come because you're out of the area and I realize some of you watching this program are way out of the area. Um, you might even be in Hawaii, but fly on in anyway. I'd love to see you. <laughs> but for those of you who are not in the area, uh, we're going to live stream it and you can always go to the website, thecall.org, and you can make a contribution there or you can buy tickets and donate them. You say, look, I can't come, but I want to buy some tickets. Uh, because we do bring young people in. Uh, we try to, to make the breakfast available for those who might not be able to afford to actually come, uh, particularly young people, high school students, college students, try to get them in so they can experience it too. I, I'm godly proud of this breakfast because it is such an antithetical note to the Black Lives Matter um, 1619 project, critical race theory nonsense that we've been hearing here for the last couple of years. Uh, which describes our country as a white supremacist country and we're systemically racist and all this. That was not Dr. King's attitude and that was not his vision for our country. And this celebrates his legacy and his vision for America, which is to bring us together across racial and cultural lines and to not evaluate one another based on the color of our skin, but by the content of our character. So I, I, I think this breakfast is a wonderful uh, expression of that. And by the way, while I know we can't, I never try to take credit for these things completely, but I don't want to discount the impact either and suggest, well, it really means nothing. But Chesapeake, Virginia is one of those communities that has not experienced the riots, the upheaval and, and all of that. It's got a very significant black uh, and minority population in Chesapeake. And, and I don't, I wouldn't dare suggest it was just because of this breakfast, but I tell you, I really believe this breakfast contributes to it because it brings people together and it sounds that note of unity and inspiration and focus on the future and what we can accomplish 
rather than our little tribes. This tribe over here, that tribe over there, and your tribe is oppressing our tribe. And all, all. That, that, that stuff to me is, is sick. And frankly, it, it is, it, it's degenerating. It degenerates a society. And yet that's where some people want to take us. Well, we're not going there. So if you want to be uplifted and encouraged about the future of the country, you want to see people come together and celebrate one another and celebrate the legacy of Dr. King and the positive vision for America as a place where we all sit down at the table of brotherhood, you're going to really love this. In fact, my wife was telling me that one of our, our honorary committee members, these are the people who really helped sponsor the breakfast, helped make it possible with their financial contributions, said, I really love to come because I always leave feeling good. And that's what we want people to do. We want people to leave feeling good, feeling like, you know what? With this kind of spirit in our country, the future really still is bright, no matter what people may be saying and no matter what other people may be doing. And we're not the only ones who have this attitude. And by the way, I think the breakfast really does take on a national import now because we're going to start live streaming. We started that last year. We never did that before. We started that last year and we, now we're going to continue to do that. We're going to live stream uh, every breakfast. That means the whole nation will be able to see it. <clears throat> and though we're, we're not honoring national figures per se, I think the spirit of the breakfast is still something that people are going to be able to fully enter into no matter where you are. So make sure you tune in live stream. Same place you can get everything else that I do. Um, you can get it on my app, E.W. Jackson. You can get it on standamerica.us. You can get it on thecall.org. Uh, it's also going to be available on Roku and Firestick, The Awakening Network, The Awakening Network. That's a channel now. Don't look for a program. Look for the channel, The Awakening Network channel on Roku or Firestick, and you can also find it there, Okay. I don't think we're going to share any of it on our, our television programs on national religious broadcasters or Christian television network. I think we're going to continue to, those programs will continue to just be teaching programs. And so I don't think you'll see any of the breakfast on those, but everywhere else I've just mentioned, you'll be able to see it. So make sure that you tune in and check it out and see what you think. Because I really think that while it's, it's localized, it really has impact and import for the entire nation. And so I'm excited about the fact that we're going to be live streaming it from now on. All right. Well, with that said, uh, I want to just pause and honor Army Master Sergeant Earl Plumley, Sergeant First Class Alwyn C. Cash, and Sergeant First Class Christopher A. Solis, two of whom, Earl Plumley and Alwyn Cash, received the Medal of Honor posthumously yesterday uh, were awarded the, the Medal of Honor posthumously and Sergeant First Class Christopher Solis, who is alive and received the Medal of Honor yesterday. Uh, I, I'm so grateful to our military people and their courage, their commitment, what they do to secure our liberty is extraordinary. And I, I just, I, I can't say enough about them. And it touches my heart when you, you see people who give their all, the last full measure of devotion, as Lincoln coined it, uh, for us, for people they've never met, but for their country and their fellow Americans. And, and we can never express enough gratitude toward them for what they do. That's again, Army Master Sergeant Earl Plumley, 
deceased Medal of Honor winner posthumously, Sergeant First Class Alwyn C. Cash, deceased posthumous Medal of Honor winner, and still alive Medal of Honor winner, Sergeant First Class Christopher A. Seliz, S-C-E-L-I-Z. God bless them and God bless their families and all who have been affected by the injuries and the sacrifice and the suffering that they endured. And God bless the United States of America that produces such sacrificial servants and leaders. Now, consider that in contrast to right now, this, this Joe Biden woke military, the last thing they did, of course, they've got a lot of people on standby who are about to be put out of the military because they refuse to get the shot. They refuse to get the experimental drug. Uh, the CDC is about to issue a warning about the Johnson so-called vaccine because they consider that the number of people dying from it is now worth issuing some kind of warning. Now, they're saying about one in 100,000 people who get this vaccine die as a result. They think that the other two are safer, but that the Johnson vaccine, as they, call, as they coin it, the Johnson shot is killing a lot of people. And, you know, I believe that when they tell us something like that, that means it's worse than they're depicting it. And they feel they've got to say something. So they're putting people out of the military for refusing to get these shots, even though they're now being forced to admit that these shots are actually injuring and killing people. And of course, the deaths are the result of myocarditis and other heart complications as a result of these uh, so-called vaccines, these shots, these jabs uh, that are going into people's bodies and doing them great damage. The military should be about fighting wars and securing the liberty of our nation. And it should not be used as a laboratory of experimentation by these bureaucrats and these radical leftists. While they're doing that to the military, they're also passing out this questionnaire to all the military personnel or to as many as, I mean, they're, they're giving these things out, apparently, I'm thinking they gave out about a million. Uh, not all of them will be filled out. But it's a 40-page questionnaire about how you feel about women or gender. Yeah, yeah. And, and asking all these ridiculous questions about, I guess, to me, based on what I saw, it seemed that it's primarily direct directed at men and how men feel about women, um, not at women and how they feel about men. Yeah, it's a workplace and gender relations survey. We, we, these people have got to go. They, they, have, they have got to be driven out of office because they're, they're, they'll, they'll destroy this country. Russia and China are, are commiserating and cooperating in how they can checkmate the United States of America and, and do disservice to us, hurt us, uh, stop us from having any influence 
in those Eastern European countries, maybe even destroyed NATO altogether, help Iran get a nuclear weapon, and we're busy passing out questionnaires to our military people asking them how they feel about gender. I am so grateful to God that I didn't have to serve in the Marine Corps during this time. I really am, because this stuff will drive you up the wall. What does it have to do with carrying out the mission that the military is charged with? Now, some uh, military personnel are pushing back, considering this thing to be inappropriate. Let me see if I can tell you some of the questions that they're being asked um, to, to agree, disagree, slightly agree, slightly disagree, somewhat agree. So I don't. Here's some of the questions, the statements they put to you and then ask you whether you agree. Many women have a quality of purity that few men possess. Women should be cherished and protected by men. Women seek to gain power by getting control over men. Every man ought to have a woman he adores. This is what they're spending our time on. This is what they're spending our taxpayer dollars on. And this is what they're training our military personnel in. While Russia and China are loaded for bear and are, are doing military exercises and Russia amassing troops along the border of Ukraine, China building up its military arsenal uh, technologically ahead of us with some of this weaponry, like these supersonic missiles that they've created. And we're passing out questionnaires asking men, do you think women are more pure than men? And you, you, you don't know what to say to this stuff because it's just so ridiculous. These people's heads are screwed on wrong. I mean, after this administration's out, what, what is going to be their legacy? We had the most woke military ever. Now, we didn't, we didn't bother with trying to make sure that they could fight their way out of a wet paper bag because hey, who, who cares about that? question is, are they woke? How do the men feel about women? Do you agree? Strongly disagree? Strongly agree? I mean, you, you can see, folks, this stuff, it, it really exasperates me. It really does. Because this is the disservice to our country that the enemy sits back and laughs at. I mean, you, you know that Putin and Biden are following this stuff. And they're looking at the stuff and looking at each other and saying, boy, those Americans are really crazy, aren't they? They really, they, they are completely out of focus, out of whack. Let's make hay. Okay, let's, let's make the most of, what, of the circumstance we're in. They've got a weak leader. They're all over the place. They're, they're so busy trying to be politically correct that we can pretty much do whatever we want to do. And they're, 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 they are in no position to stop us because they are not militarily ready. They may be militarily woke, but they're not militarily ready. 
And I think most experts would agree that we're not ready. And this is why we're not ready. Because instead of preparing the military to do what it's charged to do to fulfill its mission and focusing on that like a laser and on nothing else, they're busy trying to inject politics into the military and gender relations. What do they, what do they call this thing? Because, you know, they gave it a nice name. A workplace and gender relations survey. You establish rules for the treatment of one another. You establish rules between enlisted people, between officers, and among and between those two uh, a strata of, of military personnel. And you say, if you violate these, you'll face discipline and maybe a court-martial depending on the, the gravity of what you do. Here's how, you, here's how you're supposed to behave. Now, let's move on to doing what we're supposed to do as a military. Very simple. But oh, no, 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 no. We, we, gotta, we gotta do surveys. We gotta find out where, oh Lord. Okay, let's, let's get to the word, shall we? Uh, I, want, I want to talk about something that's going to uplift you and me because that stuff just disgusts you. It really does. It really does, particularly in the world we live in now. <sighs> just saw a film today of Putin and Xi Jinping talking, having a, a, their own private summit. What do you think they're talking about? You're probably taking time to chuckle about how stupid Americans are and what and what what these leaders are doing and what they're teaching their 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 military personnel, what they're focusing time and attention on. I mean, how they stood stood the military down for a day to focus on equity and inclusion and diversity. Let me stop because it one comment invites another. Let's come back to, to the, the book of Colossians and let's dig into that. And I think I'm going to be in a position to end a little early today. Um, of course, I say that most days. So we, we shall see. <laughs> we shall see. Uh, but we've we jumped into um, chapter two and we are we finish up verses six and seven. And we got into verse 8, which begins, Beware lest anyone cheat you through philosophy and empty deceit, <clears throat> according to the tradition of men, according to the basic principles of the world, and not according to Christ. And we talked a little bit about that, about all of the, the philosophies and ideologies that there are out there that would seek to persuade you away from walking with Christ Jesus, to seek to, to get you off track from him. <clears throat> says, beware. I said, and that, that warning would not be there unless it is possible for Christians to be cheated and to be led astray through philosophy and empty deceit. And so we've got to beware of that. I can't tell you how many... Um, Christians, parents in some cases and others, 
have told me about Christians that they know, they go off to college or they come under the influence of some group. And before you know it, they've completely left the word of God and they're dealing with, with a whole bunch of, of ideas from the, from the ideological left that really put them in a position of rejecting the word of God. But in order to be accepted by these people, that's what they do. They just reject the word of God, just reject it out of hand. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I know the Bible says that, but. So if it weren't possible, the word wouldn't warn us against it. So the warning is to say, okay, I, I need to beware. I need to be on my guard. I need to be alert. Okay, let's go <clears throat> to verse nine. It says, for in him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, and you are complete in him who is the head of all principality and power, meaning in him, in Christ Jesus. Christ Jesus is God. That's what that verse says. He is God. In him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Jesus Christ, for all of eternity, will be God in human flesh. God so wants an intimate relationship with mankind that he became a man. Wow, you know, that's, whoo. He so wanted intimacy with us that he became a man. A man sits on the throne of God. Think about that. But he is the God-man. Fully God and yet fully man. When he walked this earth, tempted in all ways just like we are and yet without sin. Wherefore, God has also highly exalted him and given him a name that is above every name. That at that name, every knee shall bow and every tongue confess that he's Lord to the glory of God the Father. He is kurios. He is God. I've already went to, I, I took you to Hebrews uh, chapter one, where God raised him from the dead, where it talks about that, that God said, and again, and again, he shall be my son. Because I said, when Jesus died, he completely divorced himself from all of his godly status, authority, position, everything. I mean, you know, we sing that song, Jesus paid it all. It's not just saying he paid for all of our sin. It means he paid everything he had. Everything he had. He gave it up for you and me. Romans chapter 8 says, He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all. The Father gave him up. God can't die. Jesus had to surrender all godly privilege and power in order to die. And then went down into hell. But praise God, when he went down there, he was cloaked in your sin and mine, not any of his own. And he discarded that sin like a garment and defeated 
every demon of the damned, hands down. And then ascended up on high and led captivity captive. All those saints who were held in paradise waiting for Jesus to cleanse heaven and make it fit for mankind to go to. So he ascended up on high and led captivity captive and gave gifts unto men. He arrived in heaven and sprinkled his own blood on the heavenly mercy seat. Now a man is back in right relationship with heaven and back in and, 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 and all of human, all of human beings, all human beings are now positioned, if they want, to be back in right relationship with God through Jesus Christ. By one man, sin came upon all, and by one man, all are made righteous. See, that was the vast extent of Adam's authority. Adam's authority extended so far that it messed you up and messed me up. Messed up everything. Messed up the whole universe. And Jesus, the last Adam, comes in that same authority and puts everything back right. <laughs> wow. Oh, Lord, thank you. Mm, 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 mm. So that now you and I can be in intimate relationship with God just like Adam was before he sinned and even better. Now, how can it get any better? But it can through Jesus Christ and it does. Because see, Adam didn't know the gratitude of having messed up and having to be cleaned up, but we do. See? I used to hear old preachers talk about the fact that the angels look at us in awe because they don't understand grace. They've never needed it. They've never had to experience it. But you and I know what grace is. We know what it is to have been lost in sin and to have God pick us up and turn us around and plant our feet on solid ground. That's why... That old song says, all heaven stands at attention when I mention that name. Wow. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Mm. Well, the Holy Spirit is moving here right now. Um, so in him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. And look, and you are complete in him. You are complete in him. You know, one of the things we have to be aware of is beware that people cheat you through philosophy and, and, and empty deceit or vain deceit. One of the, the, the pernicious doctrines that finds its way into the church is that you need Jesus and. I'm talking about for salvation. You need Jesus and. No, there's no and. Jesus is salvation. You have him, you have salvation. Now, but, well, you need Jesus and you need to speak in tongues. No, you don't. I highly recommend the baptism of the Holy Spirit with the witness of speaking in other tongues. I highly recommend it. But that's not, that's not necessary to salvation. 
Because any t- the moment you add something and say, well, you need Jesus and you need this, then you say, then Jesus is not sufficient. It's Jesus plus some other things. No, it's not Jesus plus anything else. It's Jesus. Him and him alone. He is complete and sufficient and you are complete in him. That word complete means that you are brought into fulfillment through him. See, everything that God had intended for you before sin came in and messed everything up, he completes in you. He fulfills in you. I've I've shared this before. Maybe I've said it to you, so forgive me if I'm being repetitious. But see, when I first got saved, I remember, you know, many things sort of flooding my mind and, and flooding my heart. And one of them was, he's everything I've been looking for all along. That was the feeling I had. Everything I've been looking for, it's in him. What? I found out all the stuff that I thought was fulfilling my life or enhancing my life or or making my life more pleasant or satisfying, whatever. None of that was real. None of that was true. And then I found him and I was complete. I was fulfilled. I had meaning. I had purpose. You are complete in him who is the head of all principality and power. In other words, he is the highest authority in the universe. He sits on the very throne of God. So here's what this is saying. You are complete in him and there's no authority high enough, strong enough, powerful enough to take you out of that completeness. And there's only one person who can invalidate that completeness. And that's you. Yeah, I really believe that we remain free. I don't know why in the world anybody would want to, but I really believe that human beings remain free to announce their faith in Jesus Christ. Now, that's the dumbest thing I can imagine anybody ever doing. And people can do some pretty dumb stuff, but that's got to be at the top of the heap. But aside from that, Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me and I give to them eternal life and they shall never perish. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. My father is greater than all and no one is able to pluck them out of my father's hands. I and my father are one. It doesn't get any more secure than that complete in him. You know, I think I'm going to leave you with that thought. Great way to end on a Friday. You are complete in him. No, but Bishop, I need this. I need that. No, you are complete in him. And you seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all that other stuff that you think you need. That'll be added. But you are complete in him. Just meditate on that today. Praise God. 
I am complete in Christ Jesus. And that'll put in perspective all the things that you think are deficits in your life. Your own shortcomings, other things that you need to bring into your life that you don't have yet and all of that. Meditate on that. You are complete in him. And that'll put all that other stuff in perspective. Praise God. Listen, I'm going to be at my church this weekend, 11 o'clock for worship service at 943 Canal Drive. I invite all of you to come. All of you to come. Come by and visit me. I'd love to see you. We had some wonderful, wonderful family drove up about an hour and a half out of North Carolina uh, this past weekend to, to be with us. And so wherever you are, I always say, I know some of you may live too far to come, but come anyway. <laughs> Bishop, I live in California. Yeah, fly on over. <laughs> I'd love to see you. But seriously, if you live in the, in the Southeast Virginia area, um, Come on over. I know that many of you I know, I, I hear from people uh, every week who are looking for a church home because you've wandered around and maybe you haven't found a place where the word of God is, is proclaimed without apology or equivocation um, and where the word of God is applied to the issues of the day as well as applied to your personal life. And you see, you can do both. You know, this idea that somehow you know, oh, Bishop, you know, you, 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 you talk about things in cosmic terms. You talk about the political issues and the social issues. Not talk about everything. And talk about the issues that affect you as well. I mean, that principle, you are complete in him. That, that deals with anything you're facing with regard to your finances, your health, your marriage, your relationships with your children or your parents, your job situation. You are complete in him. In other words, everything that you need, Jesus has already provided. So why aren't things going well? Wait. Pray. Trust him. Don't get in order. He'll put things in order for you. I've been walking with him for nearly 45. In fact, it'll be 45 years. What's today? 15. In one week from today, it will be 45 years since I gave my life to Jesus Christ. 45 years. And I tell you, he's never failed me. Ever. And I've been in some dicey situations since I've been saved. Some of them as a result of outside circumstances and, 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 and influences and things happening to try to hurt me. Some of them as a result of my own stupid moves. But he's never failed me. And he won't fail you. You are complete in him. I'll be preaching this coming Sunday on the subject of the rhema of Christmas. Last Sunday, I preached the revelation of Christmas. And this Sunday, I'm going to preach the rhema of Christmas. You know what that means if you come or you watch me live streaming as I teach that message. So God bless each and every one of you. Don't forget our Martin Luther King Leadership Breakfast. January the 17th, that's the Monday, that's the Martin Luther King holiday, Monday, January 17th, 10 a.m. at the Chesapeake Marriott. Go to thecall.org to learn more about it. If you have questions that don't seem to be answered on the website, you can call us at 757-485-7777. Very easy to remember, 757-485-7777. God bless you, and remember, we cannot be defeated if we will not quit, because we 
are on God's side.